Hey everybody, Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America, one enslaved mind at a time. But we need your help. we got to free about one million in unenslaved minds at a time. And you can do that digitally because we're on uh, podcast platforms now, all of them. All the big ones. That's the radio shows. And uh, you can share our archives. We have a TV show, TheCommonSenseShow.tv. Very inexpensive subscription service. And it's growing like leaps and bounds. And we have a website, thecommonsenseshow.com. So we've got lots of opportunity for you to share material because half the country is still, and I mean this lovingly, dumber than a box of rocks. And we got to wake them up because we're going to need everybody. All hands on deck for what's coming. It's not pleasant. So we have John Wayne with us. He's going to be joining in just a minute. And he's going to be talking about uh, war footing, war preparation. And we're on the cusp. And... Uh, He's got a number of things he's going to cover. I've got a couple to throw in on the side. But before we go to John, I want to let you know the first part of this program is brought to you by Noble Gold. If you keep your money in the bank, trusting cash, well, let me just say this. (laughs) Cash is trash, and it's going to crash. And there's just no two ways about it. We've accumulated too much debt, Obama and Biden, because Obama's running Biden as the great destroyer. And you need to diversify right now. If you have assets to protect, you owe it to yourself to get a hold of Noble Gold and find out how they can help you diversify so you can survive economically what's coming. Just because we have a general depression and and maybe an economic collapse coming doesn't mean you have to go down with it. And Noble Gold can get you through it. And how do you get a hold of them? Well, okay, one of two ways. You can use the website goldbeforelate.com goldbeforelate.com or you can call them at 877-646-5347 the link goldbeforelate.com is in uh, the description box that we will put up here when we post this interview Um, my goodness gracious John we are really here the much anticipated war I want to throw this out at you Have, have you heard that Putin has given NATO 48 hours to sanction their invasion of Ukraine and to back off. Yeah, I've heard that too. Uh, uh, NATO and the United States were supposed to give written, um, for you know, written dialogue, uh, you know, ink on paper to whatever the uh, the agreement would be. And I have no idea what it is or what the you know um what the rundown of that is but we do know that they are you know gearing for war especially the russians if um i guess the biden's and uh his cronies don't let go of uh, ukraine and we know that's what it's all about you know i mean look at all the stuff that's gone over gone on over there in ukraine this came out poroshenko biden his son hunter all kinds of billions of dollars of deals you know especially with fuel companies and then, you know, that doesn't even, you know, we don't even get into the Chinese aspect of that. But, uh, yeah, I have seen that, 48 hours. And now it'd be more or less, what, 24 hours yeah, coming up on? exactly. So, so you know, and I don't look for uh, the Biden regime or administration to do anything different than what they're doing right now. And um, NATO, obviously, they're going to stall war. I did see something that was interesting that was brought to my attention. Um, flights going over towards Ukraine, I think from... I want to say from Britain, it was a C-17 Globemaster, was diverted around Germany. This plane had to fly north of Germany, around Germany, not through German airspace, to go on ahead and get over to Ukraine. So that was interesting. Um, 
So where does Germany stand with NATO? Or is Germany, is Germany saying, hey, man, we've been through this the last few times uh, before. Yeah. We got our butts handed to us. So we're probably just going to sit back and you guys do whatever you're going to do and you think you're going to pull us into it. Well, um, you're sadly mistaken. You know, I got to tell you something with Germany. I wrote this a number of years ago. Germany gets somewhere around 40% of their home heating oil from Russia. And I said Germany will eventually leave NATO and join Russia as an ally. This may be the time. Oh, I'll bet, I'll, you know, seeing that radar image the other day where this plane literally diverted and flew around Germany up through Norway uh, just goes to show that that's exactly what I believe is happening and or going on, you know. Um, I mean, even during World War II, the Germans and the Russians were together there at the beginning, remember, until oh, you know, yeah. Hitler decided to inv invade uh, Ukraine, <laughs> Techn uh, <clears throat> interestingly enough. But, um, you know, yeah, war footing, uh, speaking of war footing, 22 uh, U.S. warships have left port all on one day, and that was yesterday, from Norfolk, from uh, the, the east, the west coast. Uh, so the east coast, yeah, Norfolk. Uh, the west coast, uh, I want to say San Diego. And then there was another area. I can't remember the name. I can't remember where it was. I, I was in the process of pulling it up here. But, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's happening. And just as we reported the other night about the uh, radiation detection centers all across the country of the United States is offline. They got them shut down so nobody can read them. And just as uh, interesting as that is, it happened on the same day that this massive explosion took place over there in Tonga. So it, it just, you know, for some reason, I don't see, I don't understand why people like us and reporters that do our due diligence and just, you know, gaming out what we see on the world stage, we can see it, but the absolute lamest of the lame man cannot mean, you know, cannot see it at all for the life of them. I don't get it, Dave. Well, it's two things, collusion and cognitive dissonance. People don't want to see it. Right. Well, that's right. I, I, I concur. <laughs> It's just, it's, it's really, you know, it's a, it's a shame to see, right? You would think people would be a little bit more concerned about their country's state of being um, than what they really are. And to add to this, a lot of interesting flights taking place over the United States. Um, you know, usually as night comes rolling around, the military will pack up all their flying operations and put all the aircraft on the ground, except for maybe a few heavy hauling aircraft, the C-17 or a C-5 Galaxy, a couple, a couple strato tankers, and I imagine some a, a handful of fighters up over the country on an average night. Now, um, there's all kinds of aircraft still in the air across the country. Tankers, uh, the E-6B, that's what, that's what I was wanting to get to, the doomsday plane, one of them. The E-6B Mercury, which is a, a 747, Boeing 747, took off out of, um, let's see here, Chesapeake Bay. So Le Lexington Park is where it turned on its uh, transponder, but it probably took off out of here. What is it? Uh, Naval Air Station, Patuxent River, Trapnell Field is where this is showing. And it's uh, been in the air. I've been watching this the past four hours or so. And it's flown all the way down to the Panhandle from up there in Florida, all along our border. Now it's flying up across the left side of the Panhandle back up into the country. So, 
know, th- there is something going on. And how do you get so many naval ships called up and activated without any word getting out at all whatsoever that anybody's been, um, you know, called in to serve on said warships? Well, that's easy. The mainstream media is cooperative. Well, either that or, you know, it was complete under full-on top secret. You know, you can't say anything at all whatsoever to anybody. You know, the loose lips sink ships kind of thing, but... I, but it just goes to show and say without a doubt, we are, we're on a war footing, and we're prepared for something to happen. And let's pray God it doesn't. No, you're absolutely right. We are on a war footing. Um, how do you see this going? Well, I don't know. You know, I mean, it's uh, for whatever the reason, for whatever, and everything that's going on right now, it's not good. You know, I mean, we've got a, uh, what is it? Let's see here. These are... There's, it's not showing, but I'm assuming they're F-16s or F-18s. I think they're F-18s. Uh, four of them down here along the border, kind of out there in your neck of the woods area, Buriam Goldwater Air Force uh, Range. So you got four of them out there scooping around doing maneuvers right now. So, I mean, it, and yeah, I mean, look, I imagine they do uh, quite a bit of that. But I have never seen it this busy since I've been tracking flights now of a night. And... So what do I is see? It, is this going happen? on right now? Yes, absolutely. I know something flight about, time. you're talking about Luke Air Force Base, and I know something about their flight operations, and they don't run Barry Goldwater at night very often. Well, they got four four aircraft up, and they're, uh, well, you know, they're doing night operations for whatever meaning that is. You know, well, they're getting, you know. I'm going to say this about Biden. When Putin issued this ultimatum, if someone tells you they're going to punch you in the nose, that's when you punch them immediately, repeatedly. Oh, yeah. And I, when when Putin said that, we should have already attacked Russia. He made a declaration of war, so, okay, he's calling your bluff. Right, but I know, you know, I think that's what it is. We understand that, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to say that the military of the United States isn't all almighty, because by God it is. And the technology that has been developed in the war systems that are, you know, just now coming online are truly impressive. You know, Russia's got a bigger military, I believe, than the United States. China obviously does. And we haven't made too many friends over the past several years. Uh, Afghanistan really showed some measures upon way, the way we look at our allies. Yeah, that's true. You know, and with all this going on, you know, and um, let's not forget all this that's going on with Fauci and the virus and all this and that, and it coming out to find out that DARPA was well aware of all of this that was going on before it was ever even uh, live. You know, everything just stinks to high hell. So what country would want to trust the United States anymore? I'm just being honest, Dave. Like, you look at the foreign politics over the past 50 years, you look at all the different um, military incursions that have happened and on the behest of what country. You know what I mean? So, look, I don't mean to be standing back or kicking our military in the ass, okay? That's not what I'm here to do. I'm just saying people need to be aware because war is definitely on the horizon if the very first shots of it weren't fired here within the past three years, being the release of a biological weapon and then just two or three days ago, a massive 
nuclear detonation in the Pacific Ocean. I'm sorry. I'm a little bit fired up. Oh, I'm listening. Uh, yeah, there were two clowns that exposed the fact it was a nuke that set off the uh, Tongo volcano. Oh, that was us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did that over in our TV show, folks. Did you know how people are playing copycat on that right after? Oh, yeah. You know, and it, it, see, and that's the thing. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, yeah, it could be an original event. But, you know, the video footage that we saw, we went over, we reviewed in live time. You can see the trajectory of some kind of a missile system. Uh, flying in that direction and something splashes into the water just off of the volcano milliseconds before a massive detonation. It was a weapon system. Uh-huh. Anybody that's a fool could see this. I had a friend of mine saying he showed one of his friends at his work and I'm not going to reveal where they work at. It has to do with a facility that powers the United States. We'll just put it like that. He showed his friend at work. What? And he said, Frito, Frito's chips? Yeah, yeah, there that'll work. Yeah, in, in in the shape of a you know, a, a you know what I mean. Okay, we're gonna leap from it. Um, <clears throat> and he showed his friend this video, and his friend said, "No, absolutely not." Or his coworker, whatever the case may have been, he goes, "Absolutely not. I don't believe it. It was an explosion from the volcano. There was no weapon system involved." Whoa, 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 wait showed... a minute. The volcano started exploding from above the ocean when it's below the ocean. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, that that took quite a stretch. There. What was the guy smoking? Oh, you know, that's the thing. Like you said, just people don't want to see it. They just don't want to believe it. It's kind of like, you know, the ostrich, right? Gets scared. There you go. It sticks its head in the ground, you know, and the ostrich completely, utterly unaware that the whole rest of its body is exposed to danger. It's the same way with the, the complacency of the average American citizen where when they see something that they don't like, they just hide their head or put their hands over their eyes and say, la, 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 it does not exist. No, I would say this. uh, We're not putting our head in the sand by any means. No. We're putting it in a very tightly controlled orifice. Mm -hmm. That's where most people are today, and that's why we're in the mess we're in. And the rest of us didn't hold people accountable, and that's the reason we're in the mess we're in. That's right. You know, and uh, even to go on with what's happened in 2020, the insurrection of the country, that wasn't January 6th. That was November 3rd. Yeah. You know, the uh, I mean, stolen election. And now they're saying that anybody that speaks out against any of this is a domestic terrorist. Get out of here. Yeah. You can't talk about election fraud anymore. Do you know that? Right. Yeah. I heard that, you know, and look at all the people they flooded down here into the southern border. Dave, this is the biggest takeover I've ever seen, if there had ever been a takeover. To We've be been ever conquered. Been no, I, I'm going to say something here. It's a bold statement, but I believe it. We live in an occupied nation right now. Absolutely. Without a doubt. You know, I saw a video come out from uh, Mexico just across the southern border. They're not too far from across the southern border. And, uh, folks, you better be aware it's a full-on war zone down there right now as we speak. This, so this video, I didn't send it to you. I need to send it to you, Dave. You can check this thing out. So uh, the Mexican military is in an armored-up vehicle, and it's got you know, a 50 caliber. or you know, it, wasn't, I didn't know it, was, it wasn't a 50 caliber. It's like an M60 or something mounted <clears throat> on the top of this uh, armored vehicle. I mean, they are in full-on, rolling down the road, machine gun warfare with the cartels down there. 
saw the video myself. It's not made up. You can literally see the rounds striking the uh, defensive plates of armor where this gunner is literally videotaping all this go down. That's going on across the southern border. That video was from a year ago. You know, granted, it was a year ago, but I'm going to assure you, things sure as hell have not gotten any better. You know, I... I hmm. Yeah, it, it's hard to know how to respond to this, except to say the fix is in on so many levels. I believe in a conspiratorial notion with Biden. If you look at what he's done since he's come into office, I'll build my case. He's deconstructed the country morally, socially, religiously, constitutionally, economically, militarily. Uh, respect for law and order is now gone in this country. No one's safe walking the streets because we let predators out. Uh, you can use the wrong pronoun and lose your job. People's bank accounts like Mike Lindell, he's been canceled from his bank account. There's no freedom of speech. They're coming for our guns next. I mean, I could go on and on and on. This is what he's done in a year, okay? And that's a short mm -hmm. version. That's the Reader's Digest version. Now, um, his, his goal here is to get the United States in a war with Russia that we will get our butts kicked. And the, the, it, this sure. is all globalist-related. The globalists want the U.S. out of the way as the number one military power, and then Russia and China will duke it out, and China will win, and China will be the world policeman. Here comes the new world order. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's what I, I this see is that. about. That, that Biden is, exactly is an agent about. of the communist government, and that's been proven beyond a shadow of a doubt from Hunter Biden's laptops, the testimony of people, the Ukrainian testimony. He is a foreign agent for China. That's absolutely right. Um, Project Time uh, by uh, Typhoon Investigations. Anybody can type this in if it's still out there and it hasn't been scrubbed on any search engine. Typhoon Investigations, like Typhoon, like the you know squalls they have over in the Pacific Ocean. Typhoon Investigation Project Time. And that will give you a dossier from a private investigation firm that will show you dates and times and pictures of money that was exchanged between Biden's and the Communist Chinese Party. Typhoon Investigations, Project Time. I implore people to read into it, Dave. I really do. It's all right there. Mm-hmm. It sure back in, is. Back in 20, uh, early 2016, I published a series of articles and uh, I had the itinerary for Ukrainian legal enforcers when they came to America, brought to America by the Obama administration, and they were trained. And I've got the documentation. I have published it. They were trained how to prosecute Burisma without ensnaring American politicians or their family members. Mm -hmm. I, I, have, I, I know what hotel they stayed at. I know who conducted the seminars, who was there. Uh, I have the whole thing. And I published it. I said, look at what they're doing, folks. They're trying to fix the game so people like Obama and Biden and Mitt Romney and John Kerry's son-in-law and Nancy Pelosi's son and husband don't get ensnared in this. And here it is. They get away with everything. There's no justice in this country. But if you go mm -hmm. to a school board and say, I don't want my kid to learn how to hate people that's not his own race, you get thrown in jail. You're a domestic terrorist. I mean, upside's down, uh, down is up, up is down, left is right, and right is left. There's no more in between. And, 
You know, I mean, it's 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 uh, it ju- it's just a damn shame that this country's come to the point for which it's in that our founding fathers warned us about, and you know, here we are haphazardly just continuing to walk into it. But I mean, don't get me wrong; I think a lot of the country is beginning to wake up to a degree. But is it going to be enough people in enough time? I don't know. But then again, like you said, we're completely um, uh, usurped from within right now. The fifth column army is running amok and running rampant across our nation. Have you seen, Dave, the pictures of the rail yards um, <clears throat> where they've literally just broken into the trains and stole yeah. whatever was on the trains? Yeah, so much for security. I mean, my God. Yeah, I know. I, it's it's uh, but it's interesting. Like the train companies seem to be like Union Pacific, BNSF. They're fine. They seem to be fine with this. Hmm. Well, you know, that makes you wonder <clears throat> who hauls what and who hauls the most of what. You know, uh, I know BNSF does a lot of uh, the, the petroleum-based stuff, chemicals, you know, acids and oils and gasoline, petroleum and, you know, stuff like that. Excuse me. Um, <clears throat> and coal. You know, I mean, but like these other lines where they're parking these trains in these yards there in the middle of Los Angeles and, you know, Chicago and whatever the case may be, you know, yeah, they're obviously running different lines. But then again, you have to look at who runs what lines too, right? Who's one of these global elitists that set up, sets up there with the cabal, you know, and Klaus Schwab and the Great Reset and these, uh, you know, G20 summit, you know, I mean, well, Warren Buffett. And Warren Buffett owns... Um, BNSF. And from what I gather, I mean, he's pretty much getting out of the business. He's getting, you know, so old he can't even, you know, continue anymore. And these men are giving their sons the control of these as well. Same with George Soros. His son is controlling uh, the Soros Foundation and everything to that degree. But I mean, but that is interesting. You mentioned that because I didn't even think of that. Because yeah, you're right. You don't see very much about BNSF or any of these other lines. It's you know maybe two or three of these other lines that you know are being hit up so hard. Even while the trains rolling down the track, there's people jumping up there throwing TVs out of the back of it. I don't know if you've seen that video, but it's <laughs> unfortunately I did. But it's just you know defecating on the sidewalk and using needles in front of schools as you're a homeless person. Um, it, it's just part and parcel. To, the, the Democrats are determined to... Dis- you see, here's what Build Back Better is. This is a better way to say it. To build something back better, you have to have had something worse before you make it better. Mm-hmm. So right now they're tearing it down so they can build it back better. And what they're tearing down is constitutional republic form of government democracy, uh, in other words, a republic democracy, uh, where you vote for the people that make decisions, and uh, the Bill of Rights, uh, the economy, capitalism, and this is what they're destroying. And they want to replace it with Bolshevik communism with neo-Nazi overtones for enforcement. Absolutely. And I, you know, I coined this term and interestingly enough, in 2015 is when they say it entered the lexicon in the urban dictionary, commu fascist socialism. Interesting. That's, 
That's exactly what they're doing here right now is commu-fascist socialism. Dave, I wanted to say real quick, because I know there's probably a lot of folks out there on your platform that listen to me and you, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to let them know that, you know, I had a big scare last year towards the end of last year, December yes. 8th, you know. And I just wanted to let them know I'm trying to get back through with this and get back on to doing my own radio broadcast. But, you know, I had a massive heart attack um, December 8th of last year for, to those folks out there that are completely unaware. And it really kicked my uh, behind. And I'm trying to, you know, get some, some more wind back in the sails and keep the ship uh Moving here across the seas, I just wanted to let folks know that that's kind of where I was at and what I had going on, you know, if they hadn't caught me and they only catch me here with you. Well, you know, I didn't say anything publicly. I said you've been under the weather. I just didn't think it was my place to violate your HIPAA rights and uh, oh, unlike no, the government right. and tell the world what was what happened to you. But I appreciate you, you sharing that, and uh, we're glad to hear, and we hope that you're taking care of things. How are things going for you? Well, you know, I'm doing pretty darn well, the doctor says, considering, you know, about dying, you know, surviving the Widowmaker, 90% blockage. They got the stent in there, and, you know, it's uh, interesting. I notice the cold weather a lot more now, having this piece of metal in my chest than what I did before. But other than that, you know, they say just with a little bit of time and ease, you'll get right back to where you were before this happened. I mm-hmm. pray I pray that's the fact. <laughs> A knock on, you know, I, I probably shouldn't tell you this, but I, you know, I, I, you wonder about yourself. You get to a certain age, you wonder about your mortality. And so today I was working on uh, my newsletter and uh, I had the TV on in the background. It was a YouTube video by a, a doctor who used to work with Olympic athletes. And he was saying, I have a real good I show you how you are you recovering from your workouts. And it's the recovery parasympathetic nervous system phase that you need to strengthen, and you shouldn't jump back in before your body, your 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 resting pulse has gone back to normal. Blah 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 blah. But if it's not going back to normal, and he gave parameters for it, and he said if you have this, oh, you better see your doctor. You you could have a serious heart problem. But he went through this progression, so I thought, oh crap, I better do the test. So I did this thing where I ran in place as hard as I could for 30 seconds. Okay, so I was sufficiently winded, and my um, pressure was, uh, what was it, 124. And then I sat down, and we've got a CO2 meter, and, and I put it on my finger, and it took me about a minute and a half to get back to my baseline, which is really good. If you drop, mm-hmm. if you drop more than 14 points, you start to enter the normal range. If you go over 20, you're in the really good range. So here's the good news for me. I came through this with flying colors. And I'll tell you, John, what does it. And I don't know if you're going to incorporate this into your rehab at all. But I started doing kettlebell about three months ago. Mm-hmm. And the effect on my... Because kettlebell, if people don't know, it's like a cannonball with a handle attached. Mm-hmm. And you take the weight, like hike it under your legs... And then bring it back out and snap your hips so your legs propel the weight up as high as it'll go. And if you get to chest high, parallel to chest high, you're doing pretty good. And and I do those. I do 12 of those. And then I shadow box for about 30 seconds. And then I do it again. I do five sets like that. And since I started doing that, my cardio is off the chart. It's it's uh, It's been incredible what I can do now. 
So I don't know if you're doing kettlebell, but you might want to ask your rehab guy about that. Yeah, yeah, I'll look into that. I'll ask the doctor about that. You know, I mean, what I do is I walk about uh, 30 minutes a day, and I'll jog in That's place. That's good. I try to jog in place about, I don't know, I think about, about 30 minutes, too, if I can, or a half an hour. So I'm, I'm trying to regain what I knew I'd lost. And no trans hard. fatty acids. No, absolutely not. I've been they tell you that. Healthy. I'm sure they told you yeah. that, right? Yep. Yeah. You know, I've been eating. I've been eating real healthy compared to what I was. You know, fish and uh, lemon and water and all that kind of stuff. And <laughs> I put the cigarettes down. Got rid of them damn things. And so you know, it, it is what it is. I think it's hereditary too. But there's a lot of things that make me question things as well. You know, we'd had a little bit of talks about this. I don't think I'll delve into it, but. You know, it, it is interesting just the timing with this um, and affecting me and then uh, the things taking place on the world stage. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know what I'm doing tonight. When we're done here, I'm going to go beat up the one. heavy bag in the gym. There you go. Yeah. That's fun. I'll tell you, that's really good cardio, too. And, um, and, and I'm lucky I got a bag. You know, we got a bag I use that uh, sways. And so you punch the bag as it comes to you, but it'll go a different direction. And so you use your footwork, and there's your cardio. Absolutely. And uh, it's, it's, I tell you, I, I do that for three minutes, like a round, a round in kickboxing, which I used to do is uh, three minutes. And I can tell you, three minutes at my age, I'm like, uh, it's two minute rest, but you only get a minute in the real contest and then come back and do it again. So uh, it's, you know, I'm telling you, folks, you're never too old to start. Um, and you can come back and you can really have increased longevity. You know, I had this lung problem. I get shots for it. And uh, they told me, uh, ah, you'll never get any better. This is your sentence. And these shots are simply just keeping you as close to baseline as we can get. Well, like, like I said, my cardio has gone up double in three months. What I could do cardio-wise is double. That's amazing, you know, yeah. and that's it's you know so much I was for doctors' prognostications, right? You know, and that's the thing. Look, you know, I had a doctor's appointment, and you know, I checked out absolute excellent checkout. You know, it's even I've also got another uh, uh, malady. I've got a kidney disease I've had since I was twenty. Oh boy! But the but the thing is, is I was out before I had this heart attack, and I was hunting. And I was walking anywhere between five and a half to six miles a day. And I mean, I was doing pretty good. That's, that, that's really me, good. It took me a while, you know, to build up the stamina, you know, to continue to keep going. But like you said, to have to rest, get back to your baseline, you know, basically sit down, you know, chill out for a bit, get up and then start walking again. Yeah. But, you know, one thing I want to mention, I don't know how true it is, but I do know I noticed it upon myself. Before this heart attack, I'd take my blood pressure and I'd put the cuff on one arm and then I'd try the other arm. Well, my left arm, interestingly enough, was always a little bit lower numbers than my right arm was. And um, What side was your I, heart attack on? Well, they went up through my, uh, well, it would have been the left side of my heart, yeah, the LDH. So, so yeah, um, just something I want people to maybe just kind of maybe take into account. If you're taking your blood pressure and you try one arm, try your other arm. And see if there's any major differences or slight differences in the numbers between the two, you know, because it would possibly indicate that one, you know, an artery on that side of the body is not pumping as hard as on the other side of the body. 
Yeah, I think I'm about... not trying to be anybody's doctor here. By no <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Listen, I think about a college basketball game I played when I was 19. And um, we were missing three guys, flu, and two for flu and one for injury. And this is when what we call the China flu was really bad. It wasn't COVID, but I mean, you would be sick to your stomach for three days. And you felt so dehydrated. So we were really undermanned. So um, I was the only point guard on the team. And we're about 10 minutes into the second half, 30 minutes out of 40. And I told the coach, I said, coach, I need a couple minutes. And I must have drank a gallon of water, more than a gallon during that game. And I couldn't get out. And it was a high-paced game. He said, no, 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 you got to stay. got to stay. The game goes to double overtime. 50 minutes without a break in a game in which both teams scored well over 100 points. So <laughs> this is There's me at 19, okay? Now i got to take shots. So you younger people who are listening to us right now, enjoy your youth while you have it. And teach your kids when they play basketball to dive for every loose ball because they'll come a day when they wish they could and they can't. So anyway, we need to take a quick break. We come back, we're going to talk about the nature of the war and what we think is going to happen when Putin, if he follows through with his threat, unleashes holy hell. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. What a mess. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, um, if we have a war, if we have a civil war, if we have civil unrest, uh, if the Democrats decide they're not going to get reelected, so they just start making up crap and having false flags and shut cities down, which you can do in 20 minutes. They're going to take down all your communications. And the only thing that will be left to you would be, well, you could have shortwave radio, but you can't bug out with it. You can't be mobile. You can't. And you'll have satellite phones. And they're not going to take the sat- down the satellite phones because their own people use the satellite phones, same, same satellites. So this is the only thing that's going to survive. I can't imagine anything worse. We live north of Phoenix, and oftentimes our family goes into Phoenix, and we're doing our own thing, and I can't imagine not being able to contact my family and get a rally point if if all hell broke loose, and that really does concern me, and so that was my main selling point. Uh, The other thing is, too, is you could be driving in a remote area, and we all have those times. Our cell phone doesn't have a signal. I mean, generally today with all the chargers, you don't have to worry about a battery running out. But you got to worry about getting a signal in some places. And what if you're in a bad area, remote area, and there could be cougars, mountain lions, bobcats, rattlesnakes, and bears, and you're not leaving your car? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? By the way, a bear can break through your windshield. Um, So I tell people, all you need is the sky. So long-winded story, let me give you the bottom line. We all have our sat phones. We all can communicate with each other. Um, good power source. They even have a solar power source you can get with it. And I pay one-fourth the cost for my sat phone as I do my cell phone because you don't use it to chit-chat. You use it for emergencies. But I'll tell you, it's the real deal. And so I'm going to recommend right now you go to satwithdave.com. I'm the Dave. Satwithdave.com. And get your sat phone now. Because, folks, I'm telling you, the Democrats are bringing the grid down if they can't win. They don't think they can win. They're going to start by bringing the grid down. They're going to blame Trump supporters. They're going to declare cities an insurrection. They're going to shut the cities off. They're going to turn off the communications. Hence, we're back to square one. Satwithdave.com. We're talking to John Wayne, and uh, he's a talk show host in his own right on Revolution Radio. We're going to have him talk about that here before we leave. 
But we started off the discussion here before we got sidetracked on our own health maladies. I hope you learned something from it, didn't bore you too much. But now we're going to get into when war breaks out, what can we expect? So um, what do you think the, the Russians will do first? Will they just roll their tanks in or will they bombard the hell out of the Ukraine? Well, you know, I, I, the Russians are really known for artillery, you know, exactly. before before their armor movement. Uh, I'd heard that they'd sent quite a few snipers to the Ukrainian border. So, um, but I mean, without a doubt, I mean, don't think for one second that they won't just roll so much armor in there that you have no chance at all whatsoever to repel any of it. And the Russian armor is really good. I'm not going to, you know, sit here and poo-poo any of this military equipment from any of these major world power countries because all their military equipment is excellent. And that does include China. They're not stupid people like a lot of people want you to believe. You know, um, but the thing is, uh, yeah, I, th I think they would just absolutely just shell beyond shell um, before a full-on invasion. And even right now, Dave, I mean, for the past four or five years, they've been dug in and trench warfare over there um, along that border. You know, literally trenches. And they're shelled day in and day out sniper fire, you know, against, uh, what is it, the Azov Battalion and um, the other units there that are, you know, fighting over control of uh, the Ukraine. But militarily-wise, yeah, you can look for Russia to just have an all-out um, press for, for no release. So I saw a video since they've started putting the internet back on over there in uh, Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan regained its internet. A few videos made it out. And this guy, it looked like he was driving down a road. It was nighttime. Uh, kind of like a highway is kind of like what it sounded like. And all of a sudden, he's open fire on He literally has to drive his car off the side of the road and kind of park it behind this house because the Russian forces in Kazakhstan are literally shooting anything that moves anything that moves so and that's still going on so i just you know we got to look at all the different areas of the world as well but the main the main point for where all this is going to pop off is in the ukraine especially because of biden's dealings putin doesn't want um the united states over there meddling in ukraine uh, making money and uh, you know offshooting fuel or doing whatever they're doing here or there but militarily-wise, the United States side, we, we've got some uh, really advanced uh, machinery here, too. You know, I mean, people say that they've got their drones and their hypersonic jets and their nuclear torpedoes and all these things. Well, we've got what's, um, you know, been revealed by the company called Kratos, which works along the uh, Defense Department. Kratos reveals exis existence of secretive Demogorgon unmanned combat aircraft program. So basically um, AI controlled scramjets that whenever they put them up against any real life human being, whether it be through a simulator or in the air, the uh, human being gets its butt handed to them nine quarters of the time and nine, nine times out of 10. So. Wow. Um, I've been told this is a possibility for Ukraine. The Russians will bombard to scare the hell out of them. They'll try to hit non-civilian targets initially. They'll roll the tanks in if they don't meet resistance and circle the city and then tell the people, lay down your arms 
and walk out and we won't kill you. And I've heard that Putin will try to minimize civilian casualties. I don't know. I just said that's still uh, lay down your that, that, weapon that and come out. The, that doesn't fit the, fit the uh, Putin model, though, does it? It No, not from what I'm thinking. You know, I mean, you lay down your weapons, you come walking out. Look what they're doing in Kazakhstan right now. And I just mentioned to you, I'll just send you that video, too. You know, um, <laughs> uh, uh, what are you going to walk out to? Where are you going to go from there after they take the city? You know, then there, there is when you become a refugee. And a lot of the time of uh, the time of year for what this is being planned to be carried out in is it's within now up to now within the next two week, two to three weeks, isn't it? Until they're fro- they start getting the frost that kicks in and you know spring coming in uh, to effect. Oh but I mean, boy! Uh, but I yeah, mean, you're right. You know, so they've got a short time frame where they can move, uh, especially with heavy equipment. Because once it gets uh, muddy, well, good luck. You know, it's going to bog a lot of things down. And that's one thing I've been real concerned about here in the United States, Dave, is I said that if they're going to do anything, they're going to pull the power in the absolute dead of winter. And we had that blizzard come through there the other night, and um, we lost power for three hours. And it was, um, you know, in the, in, the, in the lower teens that night. And it got darn chilly in the house <clears throat> until the power came back on. And it was weird how when it came back on, and you know how like the power will go out and it'll just come right back on, right? It wasn't this way um, <clears throat> when this did. It came back on, but everything was uh, surging. Like it was having trouble getting out to the vast locations, I guess. Um I think they're planning and they're testing this and they've been, you know, working on seeing what they can, cannot turn off and things to that effect. But I mean, I know that we had a pretty bad storm, so that was probably the cause of it. But they are gauging this and testing this response. Look at Texas last year, right? What was it? Was it the winter of 2019 is when it was uh, early, early, early spring of 20. 20 or 21 2021 when was it i cannot remember for the life of me dave when was, everybody uh, in texas was about out a year of power. ago it was a year ago okay yeah 21 last winter the winter before this one yeah so last winter you know a lot of people died in texas and they were you know a lot of people were downright in trouble broken you know you know what's suspicious about that john is abbott made three pleas to biden to release more energy to their grid and he refused Yep. Oh, why, would you, why would you do that? I mean, that's just outright evil. Yep, just because he could, because he can strong arm. You know what I mean? Look, the guy likes to strong arm people. Um, the perfect example is that that uh, uh, guy over there in Ukraine. You know, well, you know, they wanted the money. And I told him, well, you're not getting the money. You know, well, we need that money. Well, you need to call and talk to the president. Well, we're going to call and talk to Obama. Well, he said, you know, you know, you, you know what I'm talking about, that conversation. I'm going for a bit, and I'm not going here, you know, word on word on word. But, you know, son of a bitch, he got fired because he wouldn't, you know, toe the line to do what he wanted him to do. Biden likes to strong arm people. Look at the election. Biden likes to strong arm people. I'm sorry. I, I'll probably no, you're right. Hey, I, I, I want to ask you a question because over... On our TV side uh, today, I interviewed Doug Hagman, and I asked Doug a question. 
I said, Doug, you know, you know how they're getting into social media now from the DOJ, uh, and they use the um, so-called insurrection from uh, the Oath Keepers leader that's under arrest for sedition. And I said, uh, they're getting records on people like us so they can come get us. And I asked him, I said, what do you think it'll be? Do you think it'll be that they uh, shut the grid down and come get us in the middle of the night, one night, the night of the broken glass with their two million terrorists that are already in the country, and they'll wipe out the command and control of the resistance, which is the alternative media? Or do you think they'll come and put us in prison and let us waste away and die there? What do you think will happen? Which, what would you be your answer if you had to choose between the two? Oh, um, well, I mean, it depends on if they have to go full on kinetic where, you know, they do have to have like a night of the long knives or a night of the crystal knock, uh, the broken glass, or, you know, it would be to where it's like, you know, slowly, you know, I'd heard this before. I don't remember or know where it might've actually been Steve Quayle saying that, you know, they're not going to pick you up at your house. They're going to get you at the school when you go there to get your child from school. They're going to get you at the post office. You know, they're going to, you know, they're going to try to reduce that ability for somebody to be within their own homes to defend themselves. You know, they're, they're domicile. And we, we've seen these. You just gave these, me a uh, third option. I only gave you two. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I've heard, I've had Steve tell me the same thing. Steve and I have discussed that as well. So look, it's a valid, this is just sharing opinions. We, we have no idea. I think we're all in agreement. Something big is coming against the alternative media. Would you agree? Without a doubt. And to see at one of the local hospitals, when you go through the front door, we did a broadcast about this. Um, this uh, little machine looks about, about like a cell phone, smaller than a tablet, bigger than a cell phone. And it's AI facial recognition. They're literally scanning everybody's face coming in to the building. And I raise hell, Dave. I just absolutely raise a stink about this when I'm going through the door and my wife, um, I'm not going in there with you. Why not? Because you're going to raise a deal about that machine. Well, somebody has to. You know, I go through the door and I look at the guy. You know, why can't you just get a um, one of the things, you know, an actual thermometer and check me? Yeah, they make you look into this machine. And I said, you know why they're making everybody look into that machine? He looked at me and he goes, Why? I go, because it's a facial recognition system for the deep state. He goes, yep, that's exactly what it is. Was he serious or was he mocking you? He was mocking me. Yeah, I figured But the that. thing is, but, it, but that's what it is. I mean, I'm not stupid. And I come home after I found out about these. I took a few pictures of them. I sat down and I started reading about the company. You know? What did you find? Is, I, I have not seen one of these yet. What, what did you find? Um, they're connected with almost three quarters of the hospitals across the nation. And, uh, it's from a company called care AI, C A R E A I. And, um, it's basically, yeah, a facial recognition program system for databasing that, you know, they, they put it off to the point to where, you know, they can use it to, you know, access people for their appointments instead of having to sign up or do this or do that they just do biometric scan and then you're checked into the clinic for whatever you're there to see that's one of the uh things in loose quotations on how they're rolling this out you know making it trendy right they can't come out and say well we're going to use this so we can come scoop you up in the middle of the night and make sure you know 
your face is matching our uh, documentation and records. They got to get people to do this first. Wow. You know, but it, it, it's, it's, it's really scary. It really is, you know. Um, people just don't understand. They think it's normal. <laughs> you know, this. So can, got, can I share they, this with you? There ain't ahead. nothing normal about this. There's nothing normal about it at all, whatsoever. You know, they got one at the emergency room entrance, and they've got one at the front entrance of the hospital where there's a little vestibule there. And you walk in, there's a little old lady sitting behind the desk, and she'll, you know, send you off to whatever room you're there to see whoever's in there or whatever business you have at the hospital. And she goes, well, you got to put your face in that thing right there. Well, I suppose. I've already done it four or five times by now, so they already got me. So I do her little human trick, and I turn and I look to her, and I said, you know what that's doing, right? And she goes, no. I go, well, hopefully you understand what I mean by this, but it's extremely Orwellian. And I turned around and I walked off to go about my business. You know, um, people need to be aware for how the technology is being used and turned against them. You know, it makes me think of Terminator and Skynet. Well, we have Skynet. It's called Starlink. And, well, eventually, you know, these machines, like uh, this Demogorgon by the company called Kratos under the arms of the Department of Defense, they're making these things to where they will kill anybody and anything on the drop of a dime. And these machines are going to eventually be to the point where they make their own decisions on what to do. You know, have you seen the new robots that have come out? It's got a little speaker in yes, his chest. I, I have seen those, yeah. That's, that's, that's otherworldly, is it not? Yeah, oh my gosh. It's like I'm watching old episodes of The Outer Limits or The Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. The, the AI is going to play a big factor in the coming war. There's no question about that. So I, I would say this. My my feeling is, I think we're going to reoffer a olive branch, but it'll be not to Putin's liking, and Putin will act like he's going to renegotiate, and that's when he'll attack. Mm-hmm. He'll make his move then. Yeah, that's classic. That's classic Russian strategy. Russians have done that time immemorial. Attack when you're negotiating. That's right. It was done to them very well. By Hitler. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, hey, we're going to both split Poland. It'll be good. Just sit back. We'll do the work for you. Okay. And then, boom. Um, they're they're going to make sure they're their aggressor. They're not going to allow us to fire the first shot. You know, and I'll tell you, here's where Biden is really a weak president. He's just a little wimp, and he's been a wimp his entire life. Um, when someone tells you they're going to punch you in your nose, and you don't see an escape route, you need to throw the first punch right then. In fact, you need to throw about the first eight punches right then. Yeah, there's three. And mix there's in a couple on. of kicks. I mean, I know you agree with me on this. And and, yes. and Putin just said, if you don't do what I want in 48 hours, I'm going to do whatever I feel. I need. That could be nu- nuke the capital, nuke New York City. Um, we don't know what he means. So what you do is you go, okay, SOB, here it is, and you launch your attack. Yep, that's right. You know, hit first, hit fast, and hit hard is the motto you know if you find yourself backed into a corner when you when you have a diaper laden uh alzheimer's president what do you expect Uh, and one who molested his daughter in the shower project veritas Mm -hmm. thank you very much 
when you have all these things, sold your country out to China, uh, you let your son sell your country's interests out to Burisma and Ukraine. Wow. I mean, you know, you people who are hearing my voice, voice that voted for Biden, were you really that ignorant then? Well, if you were, you right. better keep coming around here more. We'll educate you. But my gosh. Are, are they happy now? <laughs> How could, well, there's a lot of buyer's remorse there's a lot of buyer's remorse with Biden, but how could anyone, you look at him. I mean, why would one black person vote for him? He said, and I quote, when they talked about racial integration, I was part of that. I got bust. And he said, and I quote, well, I'm opposed to it because I don't want my kids going to a school that's like a racial jungle. I mean, how biased can you get? How much of a bigot can you be when you... I mean, it's the first cousin to the N-word. And yet, mm-hmm. and yet, I don't understand why non-white people would vote for this moron. That's right. Well, you know, we'll look at what happened down there in Texas, right? They're still refusing to call that Pakistani man a terrorist at that Jewish synagogue. Oh, yeah. Well, they didn't even want to say it was Jews. Right. And then, and then the victims start speaking out. Hey, what's wrong with this government? We're Jewish people. This was a Middle East terrorist. Do you think this was an accident? It's unbelievable. I I, I just, get me going here on this. He is a deliberate one-man wrecking crew taking orders from Obama and Susan Rice. And Valerie Jarrett. Uh, To some degree. I've heard she's been pushed to the back. Um, She has some health issues. That's what I've heard. But yeah. want to say West Exec as well, Dave. We've got to mention West Exec. West Executive, that shadowy firm just down the road from the Situation House there in D.C., uh, which comprises, I think it's like up to 28 people of that cabinet, the uh, current administration's cabinet. People need to look into this. West Executive. It's no joke. You know, Stakai, quite a few other people. Yeah, there's all kinds of people in his cabinet that are compromised or not <laughs> comprised. Yeah, I hear you. No, I hear you. Hey, we're just about out of time. So tell us about your show. I promised at the beginning we'd get to that. Absolutely. Yes, folks. I uh, will be doing, as soon as I can get my sail back in the wind, the wind's back in the sail, whichever way that goes, the ox before the cart or the cart before the ox, um, at revolution.radiofreedomslips.com. I do a broadcast called The Unequivocal Truth. DEFCON 1 with me, John Wayne. And by goodness, folks, we are in defense condition 1 in this nation. On all fronts. On all fronts, absolutely. On all fronts. I mean, did you ever think you'd live in a country where a, a, a school board can use critical race theory, let, let transvestite boys into girls' restrooms where a girl gets raped, the father protests at the school board meeting. He goes to jail and serves 10 days. And then they don't do anything to the pervert. They transfer him to another high school, which takes an administrative action so much for the superintendent not knowing. And then he does the same thing to another girl. My God. And we're the terrorists. We're, we're the terrorists. And I want to get this on the record. We'll have to wait. Merrick Garland's behind it all. That's all I'll say. And he's making money out of it. Another broadcast, another time. John, thanks for joining us. Entertaining stuff. Continue good road to recovery, and I'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir. Godspeed, Dave. Thank you.